Ian Trottier here for another discussion of truth. San Antonio, the Clay Clark uh, reawakening tour is by far. As it, it just it certainly is. It's the leading. It's the leading movement in the country right now to expose uh, corruption. And we, uh, I'm very grateful to be part of it. And I have with me the very darling Karen Kingston. Kingston. Thank you, Karen. Karen, for listeners who are not familiar with who you are and what you do, give a brief introduction if you would, please. Um, I'm, a, I'm a pharmaceutical medical device analyst. I've been in the industry for over 25 years. Started out at Pfizer in sales and did the agency side. Had my own agency and um, clients included Pfizer, J&J, Medtronic, Allergan. So that's, that's what I do. So I, I'm pay, I, I joke. I, I, I read so my clients don't have to. So I, I literally go through clinical data, um, patents, legal documents, legislation, and, and then I you know, provide um, business strategies, plans, messaging. Um, I'm also a scientific writer, so I, I've written some papers that have been published like in JAMA. My name's not on the stuff. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. So um, I do physician training, um, uh, sales training, stuff like that. What is your typical title? Analyst. I'm an analyst now. Yeah. So biotech pharmaceutical analyst. Yeah. And what is what are the companies that you've worked for? What pharmaceutical companies? Um, that so who have been clients of mine. I've only worked for Pfizer and Allergan as an employee, but my clients have included Pfizer, Medtronic, Johnson and Johnson, Allergan, um, Theracos, which is a J and J company. Uh, and, and then a lot of startups that, that people would not be aware of. I've done a lot in ophthalmology, so um, Rand Paul space, so um, yeah, but companies you probably wouldn't have heard of. So startups, so that's why I know uh, the IP landscape as well, it's just because working with startups, I help raise the venture capital money. I write the, the presentations for that, so yeah. So I saw you earlier walking with uh, Judy Mikovits. Judy, uh, Judy joined uh, my show. I've been doing this for five years, Karen, and I started this because of uh, the Zika virus. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was in Miami Beach, uh, and uh, I, I, within, within the first year, I was starting to get these uh, whistleblowers, mm-hmm. in a sense, like yourself, uh, CIA, former CIA people, the former uh, Reagan uh, White House advisors, and uh, Dr. Tenpenny joined the show, talk about the vaccine mandates and, 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 and threats and vaccines. This is this a few years ago, and Judy was one of those early guests in the, in the early years of the show. How is how is how is your uh, relationship right now with the work of what Judy's doing? Uh, how, how does how does what you do uh, intertwine with what she's doing? Uh, so I I respect Dr. Mikovich greatly. Obviously, she's a uh, I consider her a hero, an American hero. Um, it's complicated, but it, so in, in regards to what I do and, and what, what Judy, what Judy explains uh, the science, you know, she goes into a great deal to explain the mechanism of action on how these vaccines uh, cause autoimmune disease in your body. To put it in simple terms, uh, the, the, the spike protein, whether you can contract it um, uh, somehow um, without an injection or if you contract it because you were injected with the bioweapon, um, what it does is it induces chaos within your autoimmune system and you have a signaling system of like chymokines and chemokines and those are the way you communicate. And so when that's sent into chaos, um, your body starts to turn on self. And uh, Judy and I actually had dinner together a couple weeks ago and, you know, so if you have an overreactive inflammatory response, you can think of that as like this huge fire in your body and then an overreactive adaptive response so that would kind of be like flooding, right? Um, so the way to restore health is to um, restore the natural signaling system in your body. Um, that's the way, you know, and, and 
cancer is also a result of autoimmune imbalance. It's all, all diseases are your immune system being out of balance or in a, in a chaotic state as opposed to being in order. Um, so I, I explain that and I also explain, um, you know, what's in the, the studies, the chimeric gain-of-function studies, the, those viruses, and, and she, she talks about this. I'll just cite the study. She'll, she'll talk about glycoprotein, HIV, being in the, the viral code, or I, I think she might have spoken the other day on, um, on uh, HeLa being in there, which is, uh, which is known as the immortal cancer gene. It, it's uh, the most aggressive um, uh, codon for proliferation of cancer in the body. And I'll just point out, well, that's in the patent, right? Or I'll just point out um, that's in these studies and um, these studies are all rolled up into the patent. So I just add um, further documentation to verify um, what she, she knows to be, what she's observed to be true from a scientific perspective and then a manifestation as disease and symptoms in people's bodies, if that makes sense. Yes, somewhat. Uh, you're like to a degree. No, that's well. I also, I also, you know, when these doctors say, "Well, you're a scientist," is that what you are? No, I'm not. So I'm just. So when these doctors say, "Well, Dr. Nikovich isn't a real doctor; she doesn't see patients." Keep in mind, um, those doctors got to get off their throne to say that because they would not have medicines to treat diseases if it wasn't for people like Dr. Judy Mikovich. Dr. Judy Mikovich is the one that understands how disease is caused, and she's the one that comes up with um, therapies to treat and cure diseases. It's not the doctors that do that. It's the MDs. It, the MDs. It is not the MDs. It's the PhDs to do that. Um, so, and right now, we're the medical uh, world, the American uh, society is going to have an onslaught, and I'm, I'm using that word intentionally, an onslaught of people with severe uh, autoimmune disorders that are going to come and, and, and be presented as cardiovascular disease, neurological disease, liver disease, um, kidney disease, you know, and they aren't pulmonary disorders, and, and they're going to treat these as if they're traditional uh, uh, sequelae of diseases, like for cardiovascular disease, when these are actually acute onset of autoimmune diseases. Um, so they better get off their thrones. So Through sorry. having... Get, they better off their thrones and know what they're treating. Yeah, no, you can't. So come, someone comes in, a 12-year-old comes in with myocarditis, with heart inflammation and left ventricular hypertrophy. Don't give them an ACE inhibitor. It ain't going to do jack. You don't know if that, that child has what's called, um, I think it's called Peron's disease, and they have two years of prognosis, right? Because their system is attacking um, the, the cells of the, of the myocardium. So that's what's going on right now. So I, I don't know this, but I'm saying they don't know this either. And, 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 and they need to listen to scientists like Dr. Mikovich to understand how to properly understand these illnesses and, and diseases that are being brought on to the American people so they can treat them properly. Again, I've even talked about this too, even erectile dysfunction. So micro blood clotting is, yes, it's a symptom of coronavirus, um, you know, if you get infected, but, you know, it is one of the top symptoms of the spike protein. You know, that micro blood clotting, what is that? That is, um, that is um, thrombosis, that is the clotting of the blood. And so that can be um, seen as blood clotting of, of the capillaries. Inflammation of the vasculature, that we know is caused by these vaccines, by these injections, which are bioweapons, right? Um, so, you know, if you treat someone with sildenafil, which is Viagra, you're just gonna further exacerbate the nitric oxide pathway. This is not stuff I should be talking about. It's stuff that Dr. Antutin Mikovich needs to be talking about. But doctors need to be aware of this because they're going to exacerbate an already uh, crippled immune system and a person's health if they, if they treat them the traditional way. And maybe that's why we're seeing so many people dying when they're going to the hospital. They're be, not being treated properly. So myo, 
myocarditis, right? It's heart inflammation, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you suggest an uh, infant or child that... That has? I don't suggest anything. I suggest you don't get the injection. I mean, again, I suggest, I mean, the American College of Cardiology came up with, you know, vaccine-induced thrombosis and thrombocytopenia. I'm sure they'll come up with vaccine-induced... Um, myocarditis now as the next they should come up with that in a treatment algorithm I mean this is something for Dr. McCullough to answer and also for some of the scientists to look into so um, but you know stopping the chaos in the immune system would be an appropriate step to restore health in, in people's bodies if they were injected on top of whatever the doctor you know doctors prescribe but um, this is something this, all I'm saying is that um, people that are going to the hospital now with vaccine-induced disease, perhaps the death rates are higher than they need to be, and they're being diagnosed with COVID-19 because they're not being treated properly. What what was it in your career that got you speaking out against? How did you you come to the realization that this vaccine, not not even a vaccine, right, by definition... It's an, it's an injection or yeah. it's an inoculation. How, how did you come to the realization that it was... A bioweapon? Well, I knew we were being set because there's no, there's no contract fatality rate. There's no reason for a vaccine. There never was. I mean, we were lied to. Um, Fauci published on February 28th of last year in the New England Journal of Medicine, last year, that the contract fatality rate for um, SARS-CoV-2 was similar to that of influenza. It was 0.1%. Um, and that's also, but you have to understand that's across the entire population. Um, and the, you know, the contract fatality rate, I believe, of people over the age of 85 was like 2.3%. And, you know, and then if you skew, and then it's nothing for children and, and young, healthy adults and men. Um, so 0.1% is nothing, and 2.3% for uh, those over 85. Well, their fatality rate is 13% in and of itself. The disease, there was no justification for a vaccine ever. So there, there was only, um, you know, the intention was only for financial gain and induction, you know, inducing new disease. So that was the best case scenario. When I found the patent, the worldwide patent for um, the Moderna NIH master vaccine for mRNAs, and you read it, mRNA, lipid nanoparticle encapsulated mRNAs, you know that it's a bioweapon. You just read the patent. It's not meant to um, provide any benefit. If you look at the history of mRNA, and if you look at um, the FDA filings, uh, which I did, if you look at the phase three data, and you actually read the tables, you actually read the data charts, uh, there was no conclusive evidence that these had um, any indication that they prevented disease. The the Pfizer reduction in risk is 0.82% compared to vaccine for one week post second injection. So the conclusion is that if you get vaccinated for one week post the Pfizer vaccine, you have a 99% chance of not getting infected. If you don't get vaccinated, you have a 99% chance of not getting infected. That was the conclusion. And then they had 407 people who were injected. And within one week, first dose or second dose of the Pfizer vaccine, 407 people came down with COVID-19 um, that was not confirmed by a PCR test and that Pfizer states and the FDA states we don't know if the COVID-19 was caused by the reactogenicity of the injection or if it was COVID-19 and they say because the symptoms of COVID-19 directly overlap with the reactogenicity of the injection so you can't tell the difference between COVID-19 
and the event and, and what happens to the body if you're injected with the Pfizer vaccine per the Pfizer submission to the FDA. That's what it says. Where does this come from? This is this is this ingenious, is, right? It's it's ingenious. It's a bio it's a bio chem, it's a bio weapon. This is this it's is a bio weapon. Incredibly yeah. well thought out. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, no, and it's all in the documents. I mean, they state it. They basically state that this. Um, I mean, if you take a look at the authorization that was given to Pfizer on August twenty third, two important, three important things. Let's talk about the two most important things. The two most important things is. If you take a look at the pharmacovigilance plan, it says that what are the known risks? They know that this causes heart inflammation and anaphylaxis, so severe inflammation. Based on the data, the potential risks are vaccine-associated enhanced disease and enhanced respiratory disease. So the vaccine for the respiratory virus causes enhanced respiratory disease. The missing information is safety in pregnancy, but the, the missing information is vaccine effectiveness. So they approved the vaccine knowing it causes heart inflammation, knowing it can cause enhanced respiratory disease and immunogenicity, but they don't know if it prevents the infection. But the other important thing is that it, if you read the product description, because remember, I don't know if you guys know, but I said the FDA, Pfizer never wanted the approval because they never wanted to come forward with the ingredients. And they never really fully disclosed the ingredients. But what they did disclose when they released the BLA, the biological license uh, approval uh, from Pfizer that was submitted, it says product description is Comirnaty contains the mRNA, so the synthetic code, to produce the Wuhan-HU-1 full sequence SARS-CoV-2 glycoprotein that was uploaded to GeneWeb. So it says Comirnaty, so the Pfizer vaccine produces the bioweapon that was uploaded to the open source platform by the Chinese government. I don't know what else people need to see to know that this is a bioweapon. It says it produces the bioweapon in the license. Judy had mentioned 5G and how that reacts. That has to do with the lipid nanoparticles. That's not the mRNA. That's the lipid nanoparticles, yeah. Talk a little bit about, about being... That? being injected Mm -hmm. and exposed to these radio waves. Yeah, I think that's what people saw at the Travis Scott, you know, concert, you know, um, the Travis Scott concert where they they reported allegedly that eight um, eight people died, eight eight young adults and children. Las Vegas, where was this? Uh, I think it was in Houston. Um, There was a Travis, so eight people died. It was just a few days ago. Um, um, they said they felt like they were in hell, but eight people like went into convulsions and died. Um, and some people said like they kind of seemed to get in this cationic state, um, uh, and you had to be vaccinated. So there were eight people between the ages of 14. Most of them were teenagers, mostly between 14 and 20, and one 27-year-old that had died at that concert. Um, so that's another, you know, I, I think what this comes down to, you know, because that's a... You could have Is a, that an exposure to... They, they, some people are saying that they, you know, that the, there was a, some kind of radio frequency that was activated at the concert that was probably covered up by the sounds. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but I think it's interesting. Uh, there was not a mob scene. That's not, you know, but um, people, again, eight people died at this concert during a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting. It's a, it's a math. It's a mass death. I mean, yeah. eight, eight people's. That's 
it's not a coincidence. It's just a random it's heart not, attack in yeah, the crowd. It's, it's not random. And they were all vaccinated, so they don't know what caused that. But I, you know, what I talked about yesterday was like, you know, the way to get out of this mess is to figure out how we got into this mess. So from a legal perspective, on January 27th of last year, Secretary Azar, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, declared that the novel coronavirus that causes, confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19 disease is a public um, threat, is a, a threat to public safety, health, public health, and a threat to national security. And here's the problem is that there was no test last year to confirm the cases in January of last year. So that's a problem. And there was none in February, none in March. And then it has to be renewed every three months. So Becerra renewed it uh, October 18th of this year. That was like the 12th renewal, whatever renewal of this declaration. But his renewal said that the consequences of COVID-19 are a threat to national security. The consequences are a result of our government and the mandates. But uh, this national security under the Clinton doctrine, so former President Clinton, he defined it as anything that's a threat to the preamble of the Constitution. So our national defense, um, our right to pursue our liberties, a job, you know, education, our freedoms. Pursue happiness or... Yeah, no, and, and then our posterity, our children and children's children. So, I mean, I, I have, I don't, I, I should memorize the preamble, but that, that's basically what he, what he said. And someone said, well, how would a bioweapon or a pandemic, you know, or a pandemic that's caused by a bioweapon be a threat to national security? He said, well, the loss to, in lives, the loss to a military, the loss to our economy could be equivalent to going to war. So my question is, you know, is is the mandate put forth by Biden to have our military vaccinated? And we're so we're going to lose 376,000 enlisted military men and women and in the reserves and contracted. So losing 376,000 men and women in our military more than we've ever lost in any battle in any war. Is that for public health safety or is that an act of war? And then losing 84 million jobs uh, because of Biden's mandate through OSHA um, to an already crippled economy. Is that public health safety or is that an act of war? And then injecting children, which in uh, LA County, you have to be vaccinated 12 and older to go to school. So injecting children with the synthetic code to produce the Wuhan-HU-1 bioweapon in their body that we know is going to cause heart inflammation and death in children. Pfizer also knew that on November 20th, they covered up the 12 to 15 year old studs cohort of 100 children. They said it's harming more children than it's saving. And we don't want that information to be public. They knew that on November 20th. So is injecting our children with the code to produce a bioweapon for public safety or is that an act of war? And so I would say we're at war. And this whole concept of Biden's current press secretary saying the mandates are to improve compliance and voluntary compliance. No, they want voluntary surrender of our bodies and our children's bodies and all of our liberties. And if you take Clinton's declaration uh, or Clinton doctrine that... um, a bioweapon could be a threat to national security. I would even go, and that would be an act of war. I'd even go a step further that if we were at war, um, what would be happen if we were invaded? Would we be on, and you know, until the troops came in to drag us out of our homes, would we be on house arrest? Would we would be in house lockdown. Would we have our inalienable God-given rights under the Constitution and Bill of Rights taken away from us? That's what's going on right now. We're at war, and um, Alex Berla, or Albert Berla, excuse me, the CEO of Pfizer on November 2nd said, anyone that speaks out that these vaccines, you know, could be harmful, and he calls it misinformation, they're criminals because 
um, were murdering people. I think those were his exact words. And I say that Verla, the CEO of Pfizer, is simply taking a page out of Joseph Goebbels' playbook, you know, which is the minister of propaganda for Nazi Germany, which is accuse the other side that which you are guilty of. So Verla is a criminal acting on behalf of the enemy state. So Biden's in office. He did not win the election. He was put there by an enemy of America. Um, so I think the best way to get out this is, is to stop repeating the vernacular of the propaganda uh, of the and the enemies of America. So don't say I won't comply. Say I won't surrender. This is not a vaccine. This is a bioweapon. I mean, these, you know, darkness must flee in the light and the truth is light. So I, I, the way to get out this is to share the truth with people and ask them these questions. Like, you know, if this is truly for, you know, if for public health safety, you have to take a look at what the consequences are. And the consequences are that if we went to war. And um, uh, why am I? Uh, Carl Jung, you know, the behavioral scientist, brilliant mind, and, you know, he, he talks about this too. He goes, look, if you're questioning someone's intentions. J U N G. Carl Jung, yeah. If you're questioning someone's intentions, right? Because you're dealing like with a sociopath and they're saying, I don't want to hurt you. And they continue to hurt you. So you start questioning, what are their intentions? He goes, just look at the outcomes and you can infer the motivation. So let's just take a look at the outcomes of what's been done to America, what's been done to our children, the outcomes of those who have been vaccinated, some of which have been hospitalized. Um, this is not for public health safety. This is an attack on America. Where, where, where could the attack be, be coming from? Uh, uh, well, the, well, the mandates are coming from the Biden administration. Okay, that's where it's coming from. It's one of the places, yeah. I so mean, is it a civil? Is it a, if it's a war, is it a, is it a civil war? Yeah, I mean, well, the, the mandates are coming from the Biden administration, and the mandates are res- resulting in the loss of lives of people who are being and disabled they're being disabled if they're being injected and that's a i mean that is a that's a military tactic i mean the ccp put together a plan in 2014 on you know how they would want to attack america and and this was also learned in the vietnam war it's better that you injure the enemy than if you kill them right so if you injure or disable the enemy especially if you injure or disable one of their child children or kill one of their children then you've taken out that whole community so this is a war. Um, so the mandates are coming from Biden and his administration. Um, they're working they're, with. I don't. I mean, uh, they're probably well. The so people sec- from the Republic sec- of China. No, well, the Secretary of State um, Blinken on October fifth was at the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Right. I mean that, that he was at that meeting. Where was that? Um, was that in Switzerland? I think it was in Switzerland, OECD. It's, it's October 5th. So he went, he was there and he said he was committed to the global tax. He followed through on October 8th. They announced that we are, we are going to be, our companies, uh, global companies in America are going to be participating in a global tax of 15% of the revenue going outside the U.S. Um, but Blinken also said that him and Biden, he didn't say President Biden, he said him and Biden are committed to having 70% of the world's population, regardless of economic um, status, you know, uh, vaccinated by the end of 2022. So he committed to that. Uh, the director, Dr. Lynn Parker of the White House Artificial Intelligence Center, um, on behalf of Joe Biden and the White House, spoke October 4th 
at that same meeting, um, at the, the North Korean uh, AI intelligence two-hour meeting, and she said that America is committed to fully integrating artificial intelligence across all aspects of our federal government, our military, and societies. Um, and she committed to integrating um, artificial intelligence into our, our healthcare workforce, right? I mean, and then they have Grace, you know, out of uh, China. I think it's, I can't remember the name, Hansen Robotics is the name of the company. They, they've said they have hundreds of thousands of you know, Grace proto- not prototypes, full, create Graces to fully employ. And Lynn Parker said um, that there is an artificial intelligence work gap in the United States, and they're going to start integrating it in January. Ironically, that's the same time that um, former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb says the pandemic's over on January 4th. So there's a plan there. There's a plan. I mean, I don't think Biden, I know the Biden administration doesn't, they don't care if we quit, they don't care if our workforce dies. There is an artificial robotic um, replacements for many people. So we've kind of traveled the globe here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone, of course, DC, we've gone Wuhan. Mm-hmm. We're all dependent on this currency that relates to Switzerland. None of the currency. It's the the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, we're, we're, we're a member. It's a 38-nation member group. Um, you, you could go to their website. It's OECD. Again, Secretary of State Blinken just spoke there on October 5th. Regarding the taxes? Regarding the taxes, regarding vaccination of the globe, um, regarding uh, Biden and his commitment to the organization. Um regarding the integration of artificial intelligence in America. Um, yeah, that, that's what they talked about there. It's a, it's a global agenda. So they, they talked about um, these tyrannical nationalistic um, nations. So we are a nationalist nation that um, uh, time is critical and, and that, uh, you know, they need to get on board with this um, 38-member nation, which is OECD. You can. Look, I know it sounds crazy. It's no, like there's, no, a, yeah. there's a 19-minute discussion. I can send you the link. You can watch it. This is not. This is Secretary of State Antony Blinken. It's our. It's you know that was Hillary Clinton's former job. Like that's. This is his words, not mine. Yeah. Dr. Lynn Parker is the head of Artificial Intelligence Task Force at the White House, not mine. Yeah. yeah. This is what they said. Sorry. So no, no, no. It's, just... <laughs> it's like it was like six weeks ago. <laughs> so okay, so so the, so we're at an, we're in a war. We're in a war. Yes. We're in a war, and how do we how do we how do we identify the enemy? What's the enemy? Is it artificial intelligence? Is it uh, we've gone from I, the, but, yeah? What's I the, mean? I mean the the inoculation, the vaccination. Yeah, is an enemy but here's the, we're, we're voluntary. This is the problem. I mean, you're, you're asking what the enemy is, but we're voluntar- tel- voluntarily surrendering our lives and our liberties over. America's not fighting. They're not fighting. They're they're not saying. You know, people are like, just quit your job, pull your kids out of school. Well, eventually they're going to come to your door, right? I mean, like, the, the answer is to speak the truth and to say, no, I'm not going to pull my child out of school, per se. I'm going to, like, I'm going to serve you an affidavit and say, look, I know what you're doing, and this is a, a, a crime, you know? Um, so we need to stand up for our rights. Um, people, you know, it's interesting because people go, how, you know, there were 8 million Jews, like, and there was only so many Nazis. How did that happen? Well, 
they voluntarily surrendered. They were told, this is for your public safety. This is for your health, you know? And even though they knew people were dying, you know, they knew, they didn't want to believe it. And I think that's what's going on now. People know people are dying from the vaccine. They know this didn't go through an FDA approval process. They know it was done in collaboration with China. I mean, everyone knows this. I mean, there's no data to support any of what these claims are. They're lying through their teeth and people just don't want to believe it. So I think the answer is to stop using the vernacular of the propaganda and start speaking the truth. Um, and I, I want to start doing national workshops so where people can put together affidavits and serve their local um, officials and, you know, give them, put them on warning so they don't have plausible deniability of what's going on. The way to stop it is for either the AGs from multiple you know, states, uh, or I, I, I think Congress, I think it's Congress's job to have Secretary Becerra stop the emergency, the, the declaration that COVID-19 is a threat to national security. If that stops, then all the money dries up. There's no emergency use authorization, not just for the vaccines, there's none for the testing, there's none for the masking, social distancing, no lockdowns, no nothing. So. You just say COVID-19 is no longer a threat to national security and the funds run out and, and then we can bring criminal charges against people. But here's the problem. All the funding comes from that declaration. You know, and even people that are patriots, you know, you say, oh, you know, my son got sent home from school because he ate nachos. They're like, well, they need on-site testing. So people are, you know, I think the problem with Americans and capitalism is people are looking at a way to monetize this um, tyrannical takeover of America. So there are people that are patriots who are saying, I'm going to come up with a rapid testing, right? And that way people don't have to get vaccinated. Or I'm going to come up with this breathable mask. It's like, no, opt out of the tyranny and the enslavement and, you know, don't figure out how to monetize the takeover of America. Stop it. So I think that's that's part of the problem. It's a tyr- so, so tyrannical takeover. Yeah. But Karen, wh- wh- where's the... Who's the tyrant? Is it Biden? Is Biden the tyrant or is there another not, tyrant? There's not just one person. Obviously, I mean, Merrick Garland is calling parents who speak up at board meetings or what, domestic terrorists. Sure, right. So, again, that is directly out of Joseph Goebbels' playbook for Nazi propaganda. And everyone's like, how dare you refer this to Nazi Germany? I'm like, we're literally following the playbook right now. So, you know, who? just take a look at someone's actions take a look at the consequences of their actions and go, is that for the safety of America or is that an act of war? And if you're not familiar with history, get up to speed on history. Look up Goebbels, okay? Look up who Hitler was. Um, Look up um, who Stalin was. I'm sorry to sound so sarcastic. You know, I mean, yeah. Sure. History repeats itself. Yeah, read the Communist Manifesto and, you know, educate yourself. And, and, and wake up to what's going on. That I mean, ask yourself some questions and then go, is this for my safety or is this an act of war? And if you're an entrepreneur, which I am, don't capitalize on the tyrannical takeover of America. Don't participate in it. Just because there's funds there that you can make money off of and there's a lot of funding, don't do it because it's the wrong thing to do. Sheesh. What? No, it's good. It's, yeah. I, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Compassion. I like it. I like it. It's good. This is a communist invasion. 
No, well, how do you I identify don't, this? I don't what do you, what do you I think, think it's, it is? I know. I mean, this goes beyond communism. This is Nazi Germany. This is enslavement and fascism. This is, this is an enslavement platform, right? So you're going to keep getting tested. COVID nineteen basically is so deadly, you know, that if you go to the hospital, you must have COVID nineteen. You're going to die. I mean, yeah, from it's it. like a one percent survival rate. Yeah, or but it's so deadly too that you know you 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 could walk around without any symptoms and not even know that you had it. This is nothing more than an obedience platform that is an enslavement platform that could also be an execution platform. Don't participate in it and speak the truth and don't repeat the vernacular of the propaganda. Um, educate yourselves. You know, um, I know not everyone understands how to find the information I found out, but look at the consequences of these actions and then ask yourself, like, Huh, is this for my safety or is this simply, you know, an obedience program or an enslavement program that's actually harming Americans? How anyone could get behind a vaccine mandate um, and say, you must give up sovereignty over your body um, in order to continue to participate in America? That's not American. People who said, I got vaccinated because I'm being a good member of society. What society are you being a good member of? One that's founded under the Constitution where we have uh, God-given inalienable rights, including uh, sovereignty over a body. Or you being a good member of a, of a government that's saying, you own nothing and you don't even own your own body. We own it. And so you need to hand it over for us to inject you with this biological agent. And if you are permanently disabled or, or your child is killed, that's on you because we have immunity. Let me, let me let me let me throw this as we as we wind down and, and thank you for your time, Karen. I'm let me so this. fun, aren't I, to be around? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> terrible. Don't sit next to me at the bar. <laughs> Sorry, actually, I'm fun. Just not whatever. This is this is this is the this is the. What do they call it? The, the the tough pill to swallow for many people? It is. Tough love. It's it's tough it's love. folks folks you're a little too comfortable. Get off your couch. Yeah, get off your couch. Well, I mean you're tough. folks listening to this are likely not comfortable because they're realizing, right? They're realizing yeah. this is tough love. But what are the parallels? So I'm thrown. We've thrown a lot into the mix, and there's a lot lot for our listeners to think about, and certainly you were boggling. OECD, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Google it. October 5th, Secretary Blinken, 19-minute uh, presentation. Look it up. What's the parallel here? What's the parallel? Because you got, you got a lot of people saying, hey, wait, Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. Yeah. Digital Resort. How does, what does a digital reset have to do with the... It's about not, as you said, the... Um, what, do you, what do you say? The next, the next reset is not about how... And in, in the next economy doesn't change what you do it changes who you are as a human being and that's what mrna does right i mean it's it's it changes your genetic makeup and everyone's like oh that's such crap okay well google elon musk mrna and he says himself and by the way he owns about 25 percent of the patents in these in these vaccine technologies you gotta ask yourself why would why would elon musk own that under tesla but Google mRNA and Elon Musk, and he's on a stage and he's talking about mRNA. I don't know what, why. And uh, someone asked him his opinion on it. He goes, I think it's pretty cool. He's like, you could literally turn a man into a butterfly. Now, remember, luciferase is in some of these vaccines, and luciferase is from a firefly. And luciferase is used for transfection, for the integration of other DNA codons into a cell. That's what it's literally used for. What is it anyway, exactly? Luciferase. Yeah, Lucifer what is, yeah, what is it? Yeah. It's what from, what is it? It's from a it's from a, a firefly that that glows blue along the riverbanks of the Appalachian Mountains in 
United States. So it's derived from that and then synthetically made. It's got a blue glow to it and it's used for um, transfection. So for the... Um, it's a light a source? No, it's from the firefly. It's, a, it's an enzyme from the firefly, but it, there's, the genetic code is in the vaccines. Anyway, so, so um, Elon Musk says... Synthetically. It's synthetically... I mean, it's, it's, it's naturally found and then synthetically remanufactured. But Elon Musk says MRI is cool. You can turn a man into a butterfly... He goes, what the heck? Caterpillars do it. So, you know, those were from his mouth. I mean, like, I, I mean, I read Metamorphosis by Kafka, and I thought it was like a metaphor for, you know, the pain and suffering of life, and how you can develop a hard shell. And like, you know, Elon Musk is like, oh, that's cool. We should turn a guy into an insect. It's like, no, you shouldn't. You turn so, him into an insect. And turn, you turn Elon Musk. And turn him into a butterfly. He can fly away to he, Mars. He might be one. Who knows? He might, who knows who he is? Anyway, a reptile. Might, <laughs> those are reptile people. No, I don't know. No, but so you just, you know, just listen to things, watch, you know. Those who have ears to um, hear, right? So that's what this comes down to. But um, Digital reset, though. Are there any parallels there? with? Yeah, I mean, it's talking about using... Digital know, currency or... Well, the digital currency, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that, they, they do want to do that. And then, you know, the lipid nanoparticles. Um, the, some of these vaccines contain the NLMPs that contain graphene oxide. And I mean, I've gone over these patents for as again, I could be on for too long, but yeah, I mean, if you look at the master patent, then there are, there's nanomagnets, there's, um, there's teslapheresis in some of these, which uses uh, quantum dot, you know, which is based on quantum dot tattoos. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, the quantum dot. ID 2020s. I don't know if I they're doing quantum dot tattoo. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what quantum so, dot, but it's, you know, yeah. But quantum dot is related to the teslapheresis, which is the expanded system, you know, in your body. Um, uh, they use what's called single-walled carbon nanotubes. Like, this is all, this is literally all in the patent. And so just because something's in the patent doesn't mean that they're going to produce it. But then when you start seeing people are magnetic, you start seeing people um, pick up radio frequencies and, and whatnot. Uh, and you're like, well, ho- holy cow, that actually is in the patent. You know, people are magnetic because they were injected with nanomagnets. And it's, it's in the patent. <laughs> I mean, this is insane. Um, and those nanomagnets were originally used as cancer therapies. So, um, in, under study, under research, so, allegedly. A lot of this stuff is under cancer research. It's funded under cancer research. So, is this, is this a, Karen, is this, is this uh, can listeners say, hey, this is an integration of uh, advancements in technology, transhumanism? Yeah, I think it's, tra- it's an experiment in transhumanism. But, I mean, this experiment is, is very deadly. It's lethal, so it's a war. War for the ages. Uh, some final final words, some final thoughts. Uh, to- um, something uplifting, Karen. Something I know, <laughs> so I know. So it's so much fun. No, I, I, I would say, I mean, honestly, what I did, you, we all played a role in this deception, right? We, we went along quietly with the plan, even when we were aware of it. I did, myself. I mean... You, what do you mean? I mean, last year, we all knew the... I, many of us knew, like, after we were told to lock down, 2.2 million people are going to die if you don't stay in your house, and then nobody really died, and we knew people weren't dying, and did we rebel and come out of our homes? Um, Trump said, I'm not locking down the economy. You governors, go figure it out yourselves. And did we follow our president? No, we followed our governors. Trump said um, hydroxychloroquine works, and it does work, not because he said it, but because in 2005, Fauci said it in an article he published that hydroxychloroquine works both as a preventative medicine and as a treatment. It's a 2005 article. You can still find it on the NIH website. Um, And when Trump said this, what happened? 
uh, the propaganda media turned against him, and so did the medical community. I mean, there was like 24 doctors and scientists who rebuked Trump about saying what he said about hydroxychloroquine. They actually published a bogus study, a study that showed across, what, 607 centers across seven continents that um, hydroxychloroquine killed more people than it saved in hospitals. Well, here's the problem. Someone actually went and looked at the zip codes that those hospitals were in, and they found that there were more people that were dying in the hospital with COVID-19 than actually were diagnosed. So they were called to the carpet. That, that was a BS study, but still nobody supported Trump. So, um, you know. Complacency. Yeah, and I think we all were all kind of like got, went along to get along, and we didn't support our president. So, I mean, I'd say now repent, understand what role you played in this deception. Um, Did you and, vote for Biden? No, God, no. No, I didn't vote for Biden. But that just, I don't, this isn't about getting a participation trophy. So it's not like, well, I voted for Trump. So, you know, no, it's the Constitution, you know, it's we the people. That means the authorities within us. We don't expect our government to come rescue us and save us, right? This is, again, we're not the, you know, we always criticize the participation generation. Well, that's quite frankly what we've turned into. You know, click a, you know, we, we voted for, for Trump and now he's supposed to come back and save us. I'm sorry, we're supposed to save ourselves. Um, and the reason why Trump isn't in office is because we weren't vocal in 2020. We did not support our president. The, the only way that this um, country or the enemy got away with getting Biden in office is because we didn't have an insurrection. I'm not calling for one, but like, let's be honest. We did not speak up. People did not. We were, we were ashamed into being silenced for being uh, MAGA supporters. And uh, we, we, you know, we fell for that. We fell for that trick. That, again, go see what they did. Read the Jeffrey Gerbel's uh, playbook. Um, we fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. So I would say repent, figure out uh, what role you played, uh, mourn your, your losses, and then move forward and speak the truth, and don't speak the vernacular of the propaganda. Call this a bioweapon. Call this, um, say, don't say I'm not going to comply. Say I'm not going to surrender my body to a bioweapon. I'm not going to surrender my um, inalienable God-given rights under the Constitution to a tyrannical governor, to a tyrannical school board, or to a tyrannical president. Say enough is enough. We're not going to do it. And then stick by your words. Make sure your actions follow through with what you said. And say it loudly. Say it everywhere. And if you receive the injection, if you receive, don't get a booster. Don't get any more injections. Yeah. And I mean, and again, still, I mean, repent. And, and I do believe there are solutions out there. Um, I mean, I, I do vet a lot of data. But, you know, people can't be healed unless they realize they've been harmed. So that, that needs to happen. Karen, uh, do you have a website? Do you have places? I don't. I'm going to get one. I wasn't planning one? on doing you're, this. Yeah, yeah. You're <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing this. You're going to start your own platform, perhaps, maybe. I've Write been, a book. I was, told, I, was, I was told to do that. I guess I'm <laughs> going to do that. I was planning, yeah, I'm not going to go back to my day job, apparently. That's not going to happen. It's yeah. not in the cards. <laughs> yeah. Karen, thank you for joining the show. Thank you. All right, thanks. Thank you. Okay.